And welcome back to the Truth Hurts. We expose corrupt politicians and the lying corporate media. I'm Jake Duesenberg, your host today, broadcasting live from Roseville, Minnesota, in the heart of the beast. What did you say, Dawson? Nothing. What? Why are you interrupting my intro here? That was here? you. That was you saying. Yeah, it sounded like an echo. Oh, yeah, that, that was me on the there. echo. I, th- I swear, <laughs> yeah. I just heard Dawson go, we're not live. I was like, oh, crap. All it, that it sounded like Dawson was like repeating you word for word, like, <laughs> but no, I, I think it was an echo of your voice. <laughs> well, you remember a couple of shows ago, I said, what did you say, Dawson? And then you looked at me like I was a crazy person. I bet that was. I didn't hear a happened. word. And I was saying like right next to you. Over well, there. this is great hearing here. Uh, <laughs> Let me introduce you to the other part parts of the show here. We got Mega Jesse, part of the Political Junkies. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, yeah. Lots of good stuff to get into. All right. And we have uh, always joining us, Mr. Straight Lace himself. Some call him the baby Matt Walsh. How you doing there, William? Doing well. I'm excited to get... We have a lot of fun topics today. This is so going to be an interesting show, excited isn't it? Excited to get it? into it. A little conspiratorial. Parts also, of it. Also, guys' rights being infringed by the Minnesota Democrats and what they've done with the DNR. And uh, we get to find out what deer eat, too, which is really interesting. See, Steve, I told you I was going to get you on that one. Uh, reading your comments, tell us where you're watching from. Is Bridget Williams back from Hi, Ireland? Yeah. How's Ireland? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and Michigan, you go right from Ireland to Michigan. You, were you I at the I UP? Had, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't have a full 24 hours before I went to Michigan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was a good time. It's quite the tour. Ireland Everyone's, and Michigan. I know. By the <laughs> way, you got a fan base. People were really upset you were gone, and well, people did not see. There you go, Tucker. Welcome back, Bridget. Hi, Tucker. It's a fancy Except way you spelled my name wrong. wrong. Yes. Oh. Bad hat Harry got it. There you go. <laughs> Tucker. <laughs> JM Teddy's Tucker's new trying so hard. Uh, running the dials, as always, is Mr. Deep State himself, Dawson. Yep. Neither <laughs> confirm nor deny he worked for the CIA. <laughs> All right, let's get into this show. We've got. Uh, We'll talk right away about COVID masking and, and tyrannical measures that are maybe coming down the pipe. This is an interesting story. I don't know if we'll have a conclusion on that, but we want to tell you what we know at this point. Then we're going to bring on Steve Porter, retired sheriff, to talk about what the DNR is doing to him and his deer farm and what deer eat. We'll talk about that. Uh, got you twice already now, Steve. You're really pushing his uh, buttons. Well, because <laughs> here's the thing. I told Steve three times, and I just met him for the first time. I tell him three times, stop talking. We got to save it for the show. And he just goes on and on. And I said, that's the car. You're breaking the cardinal rule of TV. Don't talk about the subject before you go on air. And he did three times. I go, mm-hmm. that's it. Now I'm going to ask you what deer eat. Cause he doesn't like that, that question. So in the comment section, this if you want to give it guests. to Steve, ask him <laughs> what deer eat. All right. <laughs> RNC rigging debates. We'll get into that topic. We'll talk about our state fair. And with the time left, this is just interesting. Sleepy Joe in Maui. Have mm-hmm. you seen his, Many gaffes and just weird appearances in Maui, like falling asleep on camera. Mm-hmm. Can you believe this guy? Mm-hmm. This is our president of the United States. Unbelievable. So let's get right into the first story. Uh, you wrote this. Did you? You wrote this one, William. Tell us what's going on here. Well, you, you know, I feel like there's a lot of uh, quote unquote fear mongering out there, but like this is like legitimate government coming in, prepared to lock us all down, mask us all up. Uh, Alex Jones broke this story. Apparently, I'm not allowed to call him a conspiracy theorist, but like he, he kind of is. He, that's what people or... that's what people think of him as. But like, he's more right than he is wrong, and he has a whistleblower report from a supposed TSA uh, government official that says mask mandates are coming back in the fall. If you'll scroll down here on the story, as you can scroll a little bit back back up there, Dawson. There you go. 
Um, you'll see that this is also confirmed with the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol. So we have multiple sources now saying that mask mandates are coming back in the fall. Now you can scroll down to the tweet. Well, hold on. So the, the source, you're saying there's a source? It's a TSA whistleblower. But yep. when they've come out, is this... Cause no, this is you... according to Jones. Oh. In the fall, like in a month? Yeah, so mid-September, they're beginning the mandates. Um, yeah, but the so, way you just said that made it sound like another source has confirmed it, but this is still Alex Jones' sources according to Alex Jones. Well, that's true, but then you can also look at this tweet here. So uh, the Calvin Coolidge Project noted that the federal government is buying up both contracts and COVID testing, the contracts being for COVID enforcement mm -hmm. mechanisms. Um, and lots of people have been pointing this out, and the mainstream media is doing double time to uh, cover for the saying it's misinformation, saying it's fake news. But I don't have know. Have they been responding to this a lot? I haven't seen that. Because so, I was on the pipe this morning with um, with uh, uh, Mark Bashosky. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, this is a great topic for Mark. Mark hadn't seen a lot about this stuff. He knew about the theory that's going on out there. Yeah, they're going to selectively report on it. So um i'm sure they're gonna the headlines it could be more misinformation around COVID 19. did did we but, link to our article on the third in this art this uh article here yes okay, so yeah okay click on that dawson our team noticed earlier this month it's hyperlinked so this is what's interesting is this is our story august 3rd where we covered how uh let's see fox 5 kstp star tribune are already like kind of tooting the horn for COVID surge. What were they using? Uh, sewage? Was that what yeah, it was? Yeah, for mm -hmm. some reason, the government's testing sewage to determine COVID-19 numbers because no one wants to get tested themselves anymore. And once again, what are they doing? Like they, they stick something in there and then they take it to the laboratory. Like, is that what's right. going on literally? Right. Well, and, um, and how scientific is that? That's what I always wonder. Like, they just get one sample hey, from Hey, hey, trust the science, Jake. Well, okay, Come sorry. on. How dare yeah. I? <laughs> <laughs> well, and they're going to use these numbers to enforce uh, mandates on college campuses again. You're already seeing this. Um, I think it's a Georgia school. We were talking about this before the show. Georgia school is now mandating masks uh, before students return. Uh, that's for both faculty and students in the classroom. Uh, so you're, this is going to be very common in, like, the next month or two. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah, and also I was Guarantee that, huh? Uh, you know, we'll see. I, I really hope that it doesn't happen because we don't want to see anybody losing their freedoms. And, you know, I think the people are more skeptical. It's going to be harder for the media to be able to convince people to be afraid of some virus, especially when, uh, you know, most people aren't afraid of it already. But, yeah, it's not just these universities. We're also seeing it in Hollywood, uh, forcing their staff to mask back up uh, on, you know, these uh, Hollywood movie uh, promoters and everything. So, you know, this is this is coming back and it's unfortunate. And I'm hoping that the the people can push back on it enough so that the establishment doesn't try to force us into anything. Nathanator says he hears uh, airlines are already doing it. Mm. I have not heard that. Uh, didn't we get some report on that? Uh, we did get, what is it, a movie theater that did it? Well, Bridget, you were just flying, right? You were just I was flying. I didn't have anything, but. Hmm. Yeah. Nor would you, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we found her. Yeah. Somebody found, uh, found uh, Bridget on a flight. We had three unmasked people. We actually did not wear our masks that entire flight. It was crazy because it was the middle of like, little middle of COVID. Yeah. And me and the guy and that you I used to have to be vaccinated to even yeah. go to Ireland and everything. So yeah, it's crazy know. that they're not you know, changed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it's nice that they're you know changing these rules and everything now. But 
I got that. Uh, Salt Lake Tribune, Utah Center Mike Lee shares InfoWars misinformation about COVID response on X. This is the last hyperlink in the article that William wrote. Hmm. Using his based Mike Lee account. Did you know he had an account called that? That's, That's his funny. main account. Yep. See, I didn't even know what the term base meant until these youngsters explained What does to base me. mean, Jake? Why don't you? It means like you're cool and hip with it. Like you're you're saying stuff that's groundbreaking, truth telling, like red pill, <laughs> pop culture, right? Close enough. What? Close enough. Why, why are you shaking your head at me, there, Mister Deep that's, State? That's just not what base means. We'll, we'll accept it. Ex- excuse it's me. What does enough. it mean then? You threw out six definitions in that. <laughs> that's <laughs> what I do. I, you guys that's put me on the spot here. The great point. All of the points I make are great. I think I nailed it. I'm sorry, guys. It's probably the best definition ever. <laughs> um, the center high. Well, what does it mean? Give us a definition there. I'll Mr. look Deep it up State. right now. What's that? I'll look it up right now. Base Minnesota said Dawson knows what base means. Yeah, hey, like, well, clearly he doesn't. He's got to look it up. He just said he's going to look it up. I don't, I don't want to spread misinformation right. <laughs> like the rest of the deep states. <laughs> yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's what will get us taken down. What does it say? Urban Dictionary based a word used when you agree with something or when you want to recognize someone for being themselves, i.e. courageous and unique for not caring what others that's think. That's a normie definition. Uh, yeah, that's Urban okay. Dictionary. See, there we go. All right, let me get back to this base article. <laughs> well, that's yeah, fair. That's, that's a good, that's actually the best definition. That, that is probably. a good definition, yeah. exactly. <laughs> the center highlighted a story from the Conspiracy Theory website that claimed new federal COVID-related lockdowns were in the works for this fall. So apparently what happened is... There, uh, there's an Infowars article. It says exclusive Biden admin preparing to bring back full COVID restrictions roll out to begin mid-September, and Mike Lee responds that or quote tweets it saying, "Over my lifeless body." I'm mm-hmm. sorry, he X tweets it. Do they <laughs> even call it tweeting on anymore? I think Is they call it, it oh, yeah. posting yeah. now. It. Yeah. Posting. Okay. So there you go. That's uh, even Mike Lee's acknowledged some degree of truth to it i guess mm-hmm. it's interesting to me i don't understand what so the thing i think we learned from COVID was it was a slow drip until it became something that they could use to basically lock us down and enforce tyranny because that's what politicians and the the elitists the globalists want is control they want control over us COVID was just pure and simple control over us but it didn't work until about march 13th all right we knew about COVID going back to like december of 2019 Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, I uh, hearing this like in January, February, going, whatever. They always say this stuff. It's n- w- there's nothing to it. And then all of a sudden, like, it got to a point mid-March where they're like, we're all going to lock people down and scare the shit out of us. So maybe it's the early parts of that. But when we look at a timeline, this is according to Alex, mid-September, how on earth are they going to scare us that quickly mm-hmm. to get to get lockdowns or mass mandates. Do you guys really think and that's going to happen? It's tough to sell the same lie again. We've been through it before. We know what's going to happen. We know exactly what their strategy and game plan is. Uh, so since we since we know it, they know that they probably can't run the same game plan. Uh, but considering we were talking before the show that the mainstream media isn't really reporting as much on uh, you know the new COVID strain that's supposedly out of out of uh, Canada. And so what that makes me think is maybe the media is skeptical that they don't want to push it because they know that the people will revolt. Oh, I don't think so. I think they're slowly warming us up to it because we've heard about it now, right? Mm-hmm. How do we hear about it? Probably the mainstream media or alternative media reporting that the mainstream media is talking about it. Mm-hmm. So they're slowly ramping up. I don't think states are going to lock down like they did. I'm sure the Democrat ones will, like mm-hmm. the hardcore ones, but uh, the swing states and Republican states won't be locking down because... The base is over. The Republican base is done with this stuff. Mm-hmm. We're not going to give into it again. So many people have woken up. Do you really like, think that, though? I, don't, I really I don't, do. 
We were at the state fair know. setting up our booth yesterday, and remember we w- went by one of the, I think it was a media stand, and it's completely outdoors, and there's a woman just wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we had, know, what, three or four random people walk up to us and say, hey, we like the booth. Hey, well, we yeah, like that the definitely happened at state fair. Our booth yeah. was so vibrant they had to move us, right? I love how Liberty Loca's got a question for Jesse. Yeah. Who was president March 2020 to January 2021? Wait, what? <laughs> oh, come on. We're not getting into that. Tucker's I mean, it, it's like every episode people are just, oh, what about Trump COVID? You know, <laughs> we've been through it a million times. I don't need to explain 40 chess kind a million of a times. <laughs> it's a base question, though. It's a, it's, that, it's a really is that a base question? question? I don't think he knows what based means. <laughs> no, no, it's a good question. Uh, and and well, that's that's. Well, it's we it's a good question for simple-minded people like William. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, this it's is fake news. <laughs> little lion Jesse. <laughs> <over> yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. We're gonna get into Trump a little bit later in the show. We got a. Do we have a new person here? Tito Bodega. Yeah, they've been here before, but he says I believe people are stupid enough to try this again. I skipped the word. Mm. And there are plenty of sheep out there already to comply. Well, that's the I, thing is, that's what I kind of yeah. think too. Well, yeah, there's enough I sheep. People, I think a lot of people that claim they wouldn't go along with it will. Yeah. This is uh let's let's play this video from Osterholm. This is um what is it, David Osterholm? Why Michael. Re- what's it? Oh, Michael, Michael Osterholm. I don't know why I was thinking David. Um David's his brother. Michael Osterholm, the former Biden official on the COVID task force or whatever the hell that stupid thing was. This is him on Joe Rogan's experience. You can go to our YouTube uh channel, we've got this on there. Talking about cloth mat cloth mask. Watch this. You know, shortly I was after on, when I was on here in 2020, I wrote a piece in April of 2020 saying this is aerosol transmitted. It's like a perfume. It's like smoke. And basically, you have to have high-level respiratory protection to really protect yourself. And what we get is we got into people saying, well, anything works. And some studies were done, which, frankly, if one of my graduate students had done those studies, I would have failed them because they were so badly done in terms of trying to understand did face cloth coverings work. Well, they don't. They're much more of a clothing de- declaration than they are anything about really working. And so when you t- ask me, do N95s and KN95s work? I'd say yes. If I say a face cloth covering, surgical mask, no. <laughs> and yet that's what they're going to try to it's push back. Clear. We got Britain here. Let's go to that article real quick. Then we're going to go to uh, Steve Porter and what he's dealing with with the DNR. This is from The Mirror. Scientists call for Brits to wear masks again due to startling new COVID variant. I believe Jones is referring to a COVID variant. Is it called Eris? E-R-I-S? Eris? I don't know how you pronounce that. Um, and basically, it was alluding to it being something in Canada, which there's not a lot of info on public source that I've found on this thing. But apparently in Great Britain... They've uh, been calling, this is an article from the 16th of August, uh, to wear masks. And this is, you know, we play that video of Osterholm because he apparently is a lead scientist in this space, and he tells you those cloth masks that they told you to wear do not work, which we knew. We all knew that here. They do not work. But that's what they use because clearly you can't all equip people with N95 masks, which do have some utility. Although, wasn't there a study that we just recently found out that, like, there was damage by people wearing N95 masks. You shouldn't wear it for more than an hour. Right. So, so stupid. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, yes, you're right. There's a lot of sheeple, Bridget, but quite frankly, I don't know if they can go back to it. You know, the yeah. government mishandles diseases all the time. You know, one that they've mishandled is CWD, chronic wasting disease. I remember, Steve, welcome to the show, by the Thank way. Thank you. 
uh, college 20-some years ago, going to a lecture on CWD. And this is in Wisconsin. I went to University of Wisconsin River Falls, big ag school. And uh, they were talking about the problems with CWD. I remember the the sniper squads that go and shoot these deer down by Madison because they got to stop the spread. They have mismanaged this thing to a point where now it seems like the big uh, threat in terms of CWD is all deer farmers. I see this as a hunter. Like you guys get the bad reputation. You sp- and you're unique in this whole case because you spent thir- nearly 30 years in law enforcement. You're the uh, was it the Kitson County Sheriff? Yes. So you were a sheriff, sheriff's deputy. You know law enforcement. You know the law. And all of a sudden, the DNR's got some new powers granted to them by the current legislature and the governor of Minnesota to go onto your farm. Tell us what is going on with you and the DNR. Sure. So let me give you just a little history here. I started my farm. It's 31 years old today. And uh, a few years ago, about five years ago, the assault started. It was Lou Cornicelli bad-mouthing us on social media. Deer farms are the smoking gun. We're causing it. They painted us to be a villain. CWD is a disease that they want to use to blame to get rid of an industry. We had 700 happy, prospering farms. We're down to maybe 125, 100 farms right now with the social media blitz to assault us and paint us as a villain. So a couple years ago, they, they made a law that said a licensed officer could go on to my farm if he had reasonable suspicion that a game law was being violated. Well, that and 50 cents won't buy you a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. It's not going to get you onto a farm. But the Minnesota legislature stuck it in there and said if they have reasonable suspicion, they can bypass the warrant, piggyback on the back of the Board of Animal Health, and go on to family farms. I wrote letters to the uh, Keith Ellison's office. I wrote letter to attorneys, the commissioner, Sarah Stroman. And they didn't like what I did, so they, they firmed it up. And they said, well, we'll just pass it into actual law. They don't even need reasonable suspicion. We'll turn you over to the DNR. And we'll send licensed officers with powers of arrest. That's the key on to private property. Now, people will say, well, you're subject to inspection. You have a license, so you got to be inspected. I agree. I can be inspected, and I have to submit to an inspection, but not to licensed officers. Because you understand the oh, difference? Yeah, I mean, it's a Fifth Amendment. Uh, I think it's Fifth. Is there another one? I guess Fourth Amendment, too, search sure. and seizures. So. Well, so wait, these officers violations. have firearms and body cameras, all everything that a normal police sure, officer Sure, so would. they have powers of arrest. And so me working in law enforcement almost 30 years, if you have powers of arrest, people don't understand. That officer is bound to the rules of criminal procedure. Mm-hmm. And you were trained on those rules. And that means that if somebody says, hey, I don't want to talk to you, they don't have to. And, and if they say, hey, I want an attorney present, you got to stop. Hey, you can't come on my property. I didn't give you consent. You need to get a search warrant. The rules of criminal procedure, each officer is bound to those rules, and now they're going to come onto our farms. So I've been on letters, and I've been doing meetings and talking to people, and no, we're going to send game wardens. So the date comes for me to have a game warden on my property on about May 9th. We had a talk at the end of my driveway, and I said, I have a problem with you coming on my property in the curtilage of my yard. You understand the castle doctrine, mm-hmm. right? Once we're on private property, you can't just barge on there. They say, but it's state law. They passed a law. It's contrary to the con- Constitution. It's not valid. Mm-hmm. The Constitution also says that no state can compel any of its citizens to testify against themselves. So if you tell me you're going to lose your license to farm if you don't talk to a law enforcement officer, you're compelling me to talk. Right. And then they want to film everything. 
So on May 9th, I told them, hey, can you get me an attorney general opinion? I think that's reasonable. I, as a law enforcement officer, had spoke to the attorney general's office many times, mm -hmm. and I got good information. And they said, yes, we will talk to the attorney general's office. We'll get you a legal opinion. Well, that didn't happen. So mm -hmm. then I rescheduled my inspection again. I have till the first of the year. I got a notice of violation for asking if they could get me a legal opinion to verify that my state law enforcement agency is not violating the, violating the Constitution. So here we are. It's on my farm on August 15th. I had my senator there, a senator, Nathan Wiesenberg, and I had uh, State Rep. John Burkle. They agree that this is unconstitutional, but the Democrats don't care about the Constitution. Now, people will tell me, Steve, you're making it political. I can look and see when they vote against to run my farm out of business, all these hostile laws. It's 100% Democrats voting to destroy the family farm. It's 100% Republicans voting to save it. It is political. It's a political disease. Well, it's a stance you got to take because I think about this and it's, it's like, oh, because you're a deer farmer. I mean, how many of you guys are interact with deer farmers ever? The only reason deer farmers even cr come across my head is just because you guys have been villainized in the CWD fight, sure. right? Um, and I like deer. <laughs> right. But it's like, if they can do this to you Correct. and get away with it, they're going to do it to all of us. Right. They could come up with any bullshit reason why you need to open up your doors to law enforcement officers. And that's something that we cannot let happen in America. That's so clearly a violation of the Constitution. It's clearly, but I've had some people in authority be a little confused on this issue. And they'll yeah. say, Steve, it's a licensed operation in the state of Minnesota. So once it's licensed, you're subject to inspection. I agree. They could send out a biologist to my farm, the DNR. They can't send a licensed officer. So why do they do that? Why, why a warden? What is a warden going to know about this operation? They, they want to steer us into the ground. It's not about a disease. They want to get us with infractions and shut us down. We've went from 700 farms down to less than 125. But why a warden? Like, why do they need a warden to They do need that somebody who would be to... a little more aggressive and confident who mm. can stomp us into the ground. So you think this is a ground. complete hit job on you. This That's is, why this they is, did this is a, It's a total hit job. But let, let me explain the licensing ability. People say, well, a truck going down the road is subject to a DOT inspection. And so, Steve, you're subject to an inspection. But the DOT officers are inspecting them on a public road. This is my home. So you were tying it together and saying, well, if this doesn't stop here, where does it end up? Here's my question for you. Walsh was pushing and foaming at the mouth for gun registration. The laws said we will treat firearms like an automobile. You will have to have insurance on the gun. You will have to license the gun and register. And if you get caught with a gun that doesn't have red, it's not registered, we're going to create a whole new division. Those laws kind of fell by the wayside last time around. The but gun. if they created guns to be licensed, then what the wardens are saying is, and some of these people that are having this argument, once it's a licensed activity, does that mean that you've forfeited your constitutional rights and wardens can now come on your property and film everything and talk to you and you don't have the right to remain silent? You asked, where does it stop? I'm telling you where it's going. That's where it's 100 going. hundred percent is where it's going. And then the other thing here is they're filming. So what if they find something else on your property? Right? What if they find or something else? Of something. And, and so here, here's the thing. I don't have anything to hide. Mm -hmm. I could let people film my property. And people say, what's the big deal? Just do the inspection. But, but that's not the point. The point is I have forefathers that died and bled out on a battlefield mm -hmm. for my constitutional rights. Their death wasn't in vain. I owe it to myself and my sons and my family to fight for my farm and our constitution. I owe it, and I'm gonna fight for our constitution, and all I have to fight with is what? Social media, today I'm on your show. I have my farm Facebook page. 
and I, ha I have my right to free speech, and that's all I have to fight for now. with. You got it for now, right? Right. I have my right to free speech Apparently, for now. Apparently, if you uh, question the election results, you can be federally prosecuted for that if you're Donald <laughs> right. Trump, right? <laughs> right. I mean, yep. how about infringement on that First Amendment? Right. Yep. Or the fact that you know Facebook's encouraged to take down groups like us off the Internet because the Biden administration says so. There's an infringement on your First Amendment. See, I, I think, you know, whether it's First Amendment, Second Amendment, Fourth, Fifth, we've got to stand up and just put this wall right in front of anyone trying to abuse those constitutional rights. Amen. Yours is just not sexy, some of these other ones, you know, the First Amendment right. ones. Those ones are, a lot of people are attracted to that. Dear Farmer from Northwestern Minnesota, ah, whatever it is. It's like, if they can do this to you, they're going to come up with whatever, whatever bullshit they can think of. Um. I was going to say so, daycare, licensed daycare, all that kind of stuff. Right. They're going to come up right. with these we, excuses. We don't send law enforcement officers into daycare. They are inspected, right. but it's not by licensed officers. Exactly. It's a huge we, issue. We have restaurants that need licenses. They have a health or food inspector, but they mm -hmm. don't have a licensed officer going in there. If I was an officer and I wanted to go into a restaurant, I can't say, I'm here to inspect you and let me search your your cook's bag back there for methamphetamine. Right. No, get a search warrant and go into the restaurant right. when you're looking for criminal behavior. Right. But let me back this whole thing up a little bit and see where we came from. Well, you do that. <laughs> Do you remember, in the, you, you won't, there was a, um, a Colonel Wilhelm, Wilhelm from the DNR. The DNR got spanked hard because they were barging into fish houses. And they just barged in. They said, we can do it. And the Yes, and the Supreme Court <laughs> said, uh-uh, you're going to stop. So Wilhelm, the colonel at Wait, the time. Wait, when was this? This was like 20 years ago. No kidding. And they were barging into fish houses. Well, you, you could go out with your wife and have a romantic evening and, and light some oh, candles in the fish lake? house. Do you do that? Is that what you do? And they would barge. Is that, is that your marriage advice? William just got married in July. Is that? I don't fish. I don't have time for it. You don't <laughs> so. have time? For, well, you, come on. Don't you have an, Well, I guess, does, does a deer farmer have an off-season? No, Probably not. No, I don't. I don't. So so let me just. But that's good advice there, young William, for your you and your wife. You can go now it's, light the candles. Now I'm allowed to go out in an ice house without being interrupted? Yes. So the point of the matter is they were barging <laughs> in, and Wil, Wilhelm said, the law has changed we need to stop how we do business and figure out a new way to get into fish houses. The law didn't change. It was the Constitution. The DNR got caught violating the Constitution, and then they said, well, it changed. The Constitution didn't change. It's been the same. Right. And so now, all of a sudden, they're barging on to my deer farm, and it's going to keep on going. It's going to spread. We're going to set a precedent in Minnesota one way or another. It's going to be a good precedent or a bad precedent, but it doesn't end with the deer farm that nobody cares about. It's going to end up on other family farms. Oh, 100%. Yeah, other farms and other industries. Let's go to the audience here. Yeah, Let's we have some people. Nathan Wiesenberg is actually here, and he says Merca. Um, America? Is that what he or wrote? Or America, yeah. What's his... Uh, he's on Facebook. He always watches Ooh. on Facebook. He watches on Facebook? He needs to yeah, watch him Rumble. Get him on Rumble. Oh, he's not based. No. Um... But let's see. <laughs> so Glenn Kahn says, I know a farmer that put down a wood plank with nails in it to send a message to the DNR trespassing on his property. DNR <laughs> got a flat tire. Oh sure. <laughs> well, now I pay for that as a taxpayer. <laughs> um, and then let's see. There's a lot of talk about the previous topic. Bad Hat Harry says, this is more insidious than just the DNR and game farms. Um, Base Minnesota says, unfortunately, you'll never really own your own property. Try and... Try not paying your property taxes, and you'll find out who really owns it. Mm -hmm. And then Bad Hat Harry says, well, there's that, an imminent domain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what's, what's crazy to me about this is that this is all being pushed by 
Rick Hansen, right? Correct. A, a Correct. Metro Democrat who represents like the outer St. Paul area. Mm-hmm. Are there any deer farms in his district? I have no idea. Probably no. not. But you got to understand something about State Representative Rick Hansen. He tried to push a bill forward to allocate $250,000 to the Board of Animal Health and the DNR. I think it was $250,000. And I have him on video and he says, if COVID-19 mutates to deer and back to humans, it's going to wipe out a ton of people. So we need to authorize the DNR right now to kill all the deer on deer farms. It's not oh, about disease. He said you guys. that? He said that. And, and Lewick stood up in the, in, on the Zoom meeting and Lewick said, Representative Lewick said, Republican, this, this is a circus. I can't be a part of it. I'm going to leave. He oh, said, do, do, you, do you want yeah. us to euthanize dogs and cats in case they give COVID back? Should we start testing dogs and cats for COVID? And if they get it, we'll start killing them in mass amounts. So Rick Hansen says no. He only wanted to kill the deer farm deer. Rick Hansen hates deer farm deer. He pushes and pushes and pushes. And now he got a state representative to bring his bill forward. And, it, and he just kind of hoodwinked her and said, bring the bill forward. And then it passes. But when they passed a bill on agriculture, they went around the agricultural committee and they got it to pass and it didn't even get a hearing in the ag committee. My dear, our livestock under Minnesota statute were ag. So I'm just saying there's so much corruption, it runs so deep and it's not about disease, you guys. Think of this, all the, the attacking on CWD and testing, they're f- making hunters so afraid. Young couples are gonna say, you know what? Ah, CWD, I don't understand it, but it's so bad. I think we shouldn't hunt this year. We don't need the meat. Mm-hmm. We're driving people away from the sport of hunting by fear-mongering and an overzealous DNA. Well, I got a love-hate relationship with that theory because, um, you know, we'll lose our rights as hunters if there's not many hunters out there. I also like having the woods to myself, so uh, <laughs> it's not, right. not the worst thing in the world for me. Like, for instance, uh, two years in a row, I, or not in a row, but two years, I did not draw the first round of Montana elk tag. I'm like, where did all these Western hunters come from? Like, all of a sudden, that's the problem to draw these tags. So, um, but no, I, I agree. Um, there's just, I don't know what the grand conspiracy is on, co- or on uh, CWD, COVID, CWD, right? It's all the same thing in my, my book there. And, and, oh, by the way, I forgot to mention this. There was an article, and I want to say it was the Iowa deer herd, but maybe it was Minnesota, where, like, they tested deer and 84% were um, testing positive for COVID. I think there are Michigan and different places where they did tests on deer and COVID, and who cares? I don't care. Right, who cares? I, I, who, I don't care. Right. You know what I mean? It, it, COVID doesn't matter, but if you attach money and you say, we're going to fear monger about an issue, here's money to solve it. If you identify a problem and attach money, they're going to make it bigger because cha- they need more money in these agencies. They, they're they money hungry. Why, why does Rick Hansen and... <clears throat> a lot of these democrat politicians why do they hate deer farms so much is it because it's a wild game i think we've got bob meyer at the top of the assistant commissioner working closely with rick hansen and i and i i think there's a hatred for deer farms we do have hunts and so uh that's it is i i think i just don't think they like that we're having hunts in minnesota and they can't stand what we're doing and so now they've 
It's been a but full they, court they, press attacking us. Is it the us. ethics of hunting inside a fence, or they just hate hunting in general? And this is the one little. Thing I think I think it's about? hunting. I think it's hunting in general. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. In a in a in my property, I've because they think of it as unsportsmanlike. I have two miles of fence put up. They can't stand it. Mm-hmm. They're mad at it, and they want to regulate us to death. I think people need to understand why do you raise deer. Because we can't sell venison here in the United States, obviously. Right. So I have a, a doe urine company. It's a family farm. My boy. Explain to people what that means. Because people are like, what, a urine? Yeah. What, yeah. So we, for we, urine? we um, put does in a headlock and we tickle them until they, no, we don't. But <laughs> we, um, <laughs> what we actually do is we have, a, we have a collection facility. The does run in there. I can run in 30 does at a time and I can collect their doe urine and we bottle it and we freeze it and we sell it to hunters across the state. It was kind of a little thing for my kids to do to buy their first car. We'd sell eight ounces for 25 bucks. My kids thought it was great. And so we were selling dough urine. Well, and it grew and it grew and it grew. And the frozen dough urine's working better than anything. Okay, it's not but once on again, stuff. Steve. Why? A lot, yeah. Why are people buying dough urine? Because uh, a lot of people probably don't understand this. They're using it as, a, a, as an attraction there to be able to see and harvest big bucks. Okay, so this I is just that. so you understand us hunters. We take we buy this expensive urine, $25. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they make them in gel formats too nowadays. And then you dab it on a little cotton thing, and you put it, and you hang it in a tree. And you hope a buck smells that. I always think the funny theory of that is if it smells that, it also probably smells you as a hunter. So you got to play the win. But you stick that in a tree so a buck, during the rut, smells it and comes into your tree. And I've seen this, obviously. Sure. You, you put these up, and a buck will literally come right to it. They're right. Knows, knows and life. and so, so what do we do on our farm? We sell dough urine. We sell breed stock. Did you make when, when Wiesenberg was out at your farm? Did you make him uh, collect urine samples? We, we don't the collect day? in the summer. We only collect in the fall. Only so in the fall. He would have been. He would have. He would have right? dug into it though. He's 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 a good guy. <laughs> he has a question as well. When yep. Is it on dough urine? No. Go ahead. <laughs> well, he just said, "Ask Steve about MDHA newest leader." Is that Minnesota? What is that? Right. MDHA. So so Minnesota Deer Hunters Association, a few years ago, had had a guy on there. Craig Ingwall was their executive director, but Craig was the attorney for the Minnesota DNR for many, many years. So Craig was on there pushing and pushing this deer hunting club to attack us. And we finally pressured Craig off the job through social media. We exposed a bunch of corruption he's doing and they were gonna hire a new guy. So we were excited. They hired a brand new guy named Jared. We thought, okay, now we'll have a chance to not have the number one deer hunting group pushing to run us out of business. Jared gets hired, and he's the executive director, a young guy, of the Minnesota Deer Hunter Association. They hire a lobbyist right down to the Capitol to work with who? Rick Hansen, Bob Meyer, to run us out of business. Mm. And so, and it's based on lies, fear-mongering over disease. And here we've got the number one deer hunting group in the state, the Minnesota Deer Hunter Association. Their executive director, nobody's ever seen a picture of him with a deer. We've challenged them. Can you show us a picture of you with a deer, Jared? Anybody listening, if you got a picture of Jared the Mrazek from Minnesota Deer Association holding up a deer, I'd be shocked. I'll give you a $200 cash reward if you can show me a picture of Jared. It doesn't exist. We've got a guy at the top of that agency who doesn't hunt, and he's an environmentalist. Yeah. It's been hijacked once again. Yeah, that's really sad. Uh, Brad oh, Ganser, yeah. I like that comment. Go ahead and read it. Well, not, not the one, one on me. Read I was going to read it. He said the left hates anything that has to do with guns and freedom and things they don't understand. Kind of, kind of makes sense, right? So a, pres- a, a president at MDHA just told me, he said that he reached out to the top of MDHA. They were going to donate a gun. A local chapter of Minnesota Deer Association was going to donate a gun to another club. 
and they make all their money at gun raffles mm -hmm. at their fundraisers, right? Yep. And you know what the response back from the top of MDHA was? What's that? We're, we're not we're not a a, uh, a pro gun organization. <laughs> we're not we're not oh. promoting Whoa. guns here. Well, how are they killing the deer? <laughs> yeah, how are you hunting? Ridiculous. That was the comment that came back. So MDHA put a squash on a chapter, donating a donating a gun. <laughs> that's not our that's not our role. Well, then what is your role at a, the number one deer hunter associate? What is it? You don't, you don't support gun rights. Well, our audience, uh, Base Minnesota, says Steve knows a lot about piss, so we want to stay on the topic of urine here for a second. I'm sure, sure. I could talk about it for two hours. <laughs> could you really? What yep. else is there? <laughs> wow. Looks like uh, Tucker, um, pheromones in the urine attract bucks. I didn't know he was a scientist. He probably hunts. Tucker's the science. <laughs> so Agent Orange says DNR equals Democrat Nazi revival. Mm -hmm. So yep. true. Yeah. So true. Mm -hmm. So the video I did on my at the end of my, at my driveway mm -hmm. in my yard with – Nathan and John Burkle, the state rep there. I don't know if we got like 250, 300,000 views. People are concerned. This isn't just a deer farm issue. This is a constitution issue. Right. And if people don't wake up and say, hey, I need to get involved and I need to figure out where we can fight this and what we can do, wake up. Our rights are being stolen from us and we don't even know it. People mm -hmm. are just, just ignorant. I'm sorry, that's the right word. Ignorant is uninformed about the rights that we have. Mm -hmm. And people just don't know it. Right. Steve, I got a very, very, very important question for you. Yep. What do deer eat? Yeah, what do yeah, deer eat? So prior to this, you guys, we were in the, in the other room talking, and, I, and he says, well, what are we going to talk about? And I was so paranoid because I've been interviewed for the last 25 years in front of my live deer. And I said, I get some reporters that don't have a clue what to ask, and we have good stuff to talk about. And they say, what do the deer eat? And he goes, that's what I'm asking you. So <laughs> this is a political show. What are you doing? You are spinning right yep. now. That's spin. Yeah. You're dodging the question. Answer the question. What do deer eat? Well, the deer eat. I feed my deer, honestly, alfalfa. There we corn, go. We're getting to the bottom of this. Peas. I feed them really peas, well. Wow. Yeah. And when they're in the trailer. See, we're I, back to pee again already. Peas, it's unbelievable. Peas, yeah. I, full I circle. have a real journalistic question for sure. you. Okay, go ahead. So. <laughs> <laughs> you had uh, John Burkle, the state rep there. Yes. Uh, you had Wiesenberg there, who's a wildlife biologist by trade. Uh, but allegedly. 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 Um, but the senator for your district is Mark Johnson. I'm curious, where was Mark Johnson? Yeah, so, so Mark, Mark has worked with us. He's been helpful. And he was, I called him, and I think he would have been there, but he was actually on a scheduled event trip somewhere with his family. And it's like it had been planned for a long time, and so we just got it put together, and we had two good guys on our, on our farm. Gotcha. So you have been working with him. Mar Mark has been good, and we've reached out to Mark, and he, he proposed legislation. And, but here's the funny thing, you guys. So the, the DNR does three movement bans where we can't sell our product. So that would be like, like um, telling a grain farmer, you can harvest your corn, but you can't do it in the fall. you got to harvest your corn, you know, next May. Next, They wouldn't like that. Our product, our deer that we sell, our genetics, we have to move them when it's the right time of year. The DNR did three movement bans, shut me down. I had contracts to go to Little Rock, Arkansas with my live bucks on a display. Nope, Bob Meyer says you can't travel for 30 days, 30 days, 18, 16 months or something. They just shut us down. And it was a, that, again, was a total violation. It was a total lie what they did. I actually got a ticket for bringing my deer to the Minneapolis Sports Show. Hmm. in violation of a 30-day ban. So Mark Johnson put a bill together. He said all these deer farmers have been damaged. They lost out on sales, and we'll give them like $10,000 if they can prove they had $10,000 worth of damage. 
And uh, Senator Nick Friends was in the room, Democrat, and he said, I'll sign on to this bill. They've been damaged. We're going to do this. And as soon as it's done, the bill dies. And then the next year, they got to vote to kill all our farms. And all the Democrats step up and say, oh, yeah, by the way, we're still going to kill your farms. Hmm. And they passed laws. What laws did they pass now? They've got a law that says uh, I can only pass my farm on to my son one time. Oh, they're to doing a, a generational mm. kill. Huh? Yeah, a generational kill. Jeez. So, so again, people need to wake up because. So they really are trying to end we're, these we're, things we're, that we're, way. No, we're we're dying. We're yeah. we're on the way out the door. And so, can you imagine a a, a thirty one year old pig farm, cattle farm, whatever you raise, and Rick Hansen in the cities gets to dream up a bill and says, you know, Steve, you can stay in farming. You just can't make any money, and we're going to increase your costs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And people say, well, we're just trying to fight disease. We're just going to fight disease. No, you're killing us. You're killing us. I'm concerned about disease, too, and we are solving the disease. I could tell you about that. We, we, we're solving the disease of CWD. That would take a little yeah, bit of time. Well, no, I want to actually want to bring that up but we'll eat bugs and we'll own no property we'll be happy right it's right. a big, big plan right um but you did mention that i think this will leave off um the you have somewhat eradicated cwd on your farm through genetic selection right sure sure so good question oh, by the way um for people that don't know cwd chronic wasting disease basically like mad cow disease basically in herd animals or so so, so recent recent studies have shown that cwd is indistinguishable from scrapie in sheep and you can't tell the difference under the microscope and they believe that cwd was actually scrapie that was misnamed and once it got a new disease then there was thousands of do millions dollars of dollars of coming at it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that. now all of a sudden we got a new disease, but with scrapie, we got but basically basically attacks the brain cells, and it's a slow deterioration of a white-tailed deer to a point where um, it just eats the brain and then right. they die. But the, it's never jumped from deer to humans, right? Well, all the research says no. All the research says no. Plus, there's an advisement by the DNRs, certainly Wisconsin, not to eat the brains in the spinal column. It's been very tempting all these years, but I've somehow managed to not eat those items of a deer. I've eaten certainly deer in CWD eras without any question, you know, and right. I have very few ticks, you know, right? So, so there's a farm in Wisconsin. Uh, I think it's a Greg Fleece farm. 60% of his bucks harvested in his preserve, 300 acres, 60% annually had CWD. It's on in the wild. It surrounds, it's thick in Wisconsin. And the state said, you can't sell live deer if your property but if they're coming out of there on a, uh, in the back of a truck, gutted or dead, we'll let you harvest them. So 60%, 60%, 60%. It was a bad deal. Mm -hmm. It was static. It just stayed at that number. He switched over his genetic markers that they've found working with world-renowned CWD researchers, and they've identified an SS marker at like the 95th or 96th codone. Most wild deer, a GG marker, he switched it over to SS through selective breeding over a few years. Last year, he had 52 bucks harvested in his preserve. They all drank out of the same waters, same feeders. They socially groom. Zero had CWD last year. We're solving this. We're being run out of business because of money. We're solving the disease, and we're under attack, and they say we're the villain. We're not the villain. Yeah, and by the way, I think what people have to understand is the, the association with deer farms and then the wild deer populations, deer are social animals. So they say they go up to the fence, the domestic ones, and then they rub noses or saliva with the wild deer, and that's how it supposedly passes. Well, that's what they're saying, but again, that's, that's, a, saying. that's a lie on its face because here's why. The canary in the cold mine, coal mine was the first thing to ever die. 
-hmm. the canary was the indicator that hey there's not enough oxygen down here and the canary dies but we didn't never did blame the canary did we mm -hmm. but what they've done here is they said we're going to test a hundred percent of the farm deer for 20 years and we'll test very few ever in the wild and if it shows up on a deer farm then we'll surround the deer farm and test a hundred percent in the wild until we find it in the wild and then we get to blame the deer farm hmm. but who, but where did it show up first well it showed up maybe on a deer farm but that's not where it originated mm -hmm. and the biggest threat in moving CWD around the country, do you know what it is? It's hay. You're bailing up your hay field. A deer died out there from CWD. You, you bail up a bone. You were joking before we started about you seen a deer eat a bird and a bone and chew on this and that. When you bail up a hay field and a deer died from CWD and there's 15 rib, rib bones out there and they mm -hmm. get stuck in a hay bale and then they go on a semi and fly 800 miles to a mm -hmm. new area and a deer picks up the rib bone and starts chewing on it, you're spreading CWD, but they'll never do a hay movement ban. Yeah, I never ban. thought of that. That's a good point. They'll never yeah. do a hay movement yeah. ban, but me, they'll shut me down and steal my business when I have a USDA program, mm -hmm. and it says I have a clean herd. I've tested all my animals for the last 20 years. I don't have CWD. We don't care. We're going to shut you down and steal your farm from you, and I have a closed border. This, this, is, this is a huge constitutional violation, and it's an attack on deer farms. Well, it's just deer farms, but they're coming after other forms of agriculture with these same techniques. That's a fact. Yeah, interesting stuff. How do people stay tuned to your story, find out more as this thing progresses? Yeah, so Steve Porter's Trophy Whitetail on Facebook, and I just, uh, I've had a few people say, how do we donate? You're gonna end up in court at some point. I got a GoFundMe that we put on there. It's just kind of sitting there a little bit percolating. We got forty-four thousand patriots on our on our following our, our uh, Facebook site. Most people know where it is. Steve Porter's Trophy Whitetail on Facebook. And again, I've been doing this for thirty-one years. Anybody down in the Twin Cities that ever's been to a major sports show, they've seen my live bucks on display. Mm -hmm. We've done that for so long. Our name is well known. Do we have that uh, picture of the deer on the farm? Did, mm. did you send it to Dawson? He's got it. You got it, Dawson. I gotta pull it up. These are, uh, it's on a night trail cam. How come these are night shots of the deer? Well, they're in our preserve, but they're not just out waltzing around in front of the cameras in the middle of the day. They're deer, and we've had people come and hunt on my farm in the worst, best, whatever scenario. I had a person come after a certain buck. They hunted 17 days. Really? Before they, they were able to finally get the buck. Okay, so, 60 hours. Yeah. 60 hours? Okay. It looks like I don't have it. It's not in my spam they, folder. And either. they can go right directly to my farm Facebook site. Okay. And we got pictures of bucks that we've been putting on there steady. Our hunting season for us on our farm starts September 2nd. What does a hunt cost? It can be anywhere from $4,000 will get you a good buck, 5000 and it can, it can go you, up from do there. Do you predetermine the bucks? No, we, we don't, but we sit with people, and, and if they see a deer, you know, they might say, well, that's Wait the, a second. Your job is you sell these hunts and you get to sit with them? You get to sit with them and film them and watch them. profession. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah. It's it's a it's a lot. It is a fun deal. This is the American dream. I built a farm. It yeah. took me thirty one years. I love yeah. I love that's my That's the Texas style, by the way. That's like yeah. kind of foreign concept to a lot of us in Minnesota, but that's yeah. how they do in Texas. You yeah. basically hunt ranches. That's all it is. It's yeah. Mostly let, private let, property. Let me share one more thing. My son built his farm a home on my farm, two hundred yards from my house. He said, "Dad, you've ran it for thirty one years. I'm going to run it for the next forty. I built this farm for my son to take over. He ran from the politics, terrified of what's going on. He ran from it." Mm -hmm. So so when you go over to Carleton County, there's all sorts of land. They have a tax forfeited land division. 
And when family farms go belly up and nobody else right. can make money on a family farm mm -hmm. because of overregulation in Minnesota, right. nobody's standing in line to buy these acreage. Right. So yeah. it goes into the tax forfeited division. New and then it just, it, it just sits there. And people say, well, why doesn't it sell right away? The wolves have eaten all the deer off the land. There's no way to make money on that 40-acre piece, so nobody's buying it. So then the state says, well, we'll just gobble it up and make it state land. And you get to pay more taxes. Yeah, I get to pay more taxes. I mean, it's nice to have WMAs to haunt on, but those become but How many shows. acres do we need? It's a valid question. You yeah. Know, it is a valid question. I'm I like being state forest or federal forest, you know, a place to get lost in. But it is a little ridiculous when you see these farmland areas. These farmland are never going back to be farmed. Right. And the people are getting kicked off the land. It's a slow acquisition by the state. It's a slow more, acquisition. More land. And, and if I was to quiz you and you look this up later, you tell me how many acres in Minnesota are controlled by the state, federal, or county governments that are off the tax roll? Well, I would say, so the, the most... The state with the highest uh, state-owned land or government-owned land is Alaska. It's like 94%. How about Minnesota? Minnesota, and I know Nevada is like 80-some percent. I'm guessing Minnesota is probably, I would guess, somewhere in the 20 to 40% range. I think it's close to 40. Okay. So, so my, my point is, you said you like big forests with wolves running around and no deer. I think that's what you said. I just quoted you. Uh, you did not quote me there. I do like wolves running around, but I love lots of deer. So there, there's but not lots hard. of, but there's not lots those, of deer. Right? My, my point is, I like to see people own land, and I like to see people go into their local restaurant in a small community right. and buy food. I like to see them pay taxes and support their local school district where there's a whopping 200 kids in the community. Yep. I like to see them buy batteries and fertilizer well, and, and, and support their north. local economy. Right. And we're killing it at what? The hands of... I'm going to say Democrats and overregulation and a hostile, aggressive Minnesota DNR. Right. That's that's what I believe to be true. No, it's 100% dying. Um, what I'm just saying, me personally, I like going up to big lots of woods because I just like the old. I like the frontier days. That's the cool sure. thing. That's the only mm -hmm. place you can do it because I also like private property. I grew up hunting, um, you know, hundred acre, beautiful deer hunting properties in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Growing up, La Crosse County, that is, and. Um, but, you know, there just comes a limit. Uh, 100 acres ain't bad, but it comes a limit to how much you can hike in a day when you're only on 100 acres. So I like to go really out there. But you're making a great point. We got a cabin north of Bemidji. You go up those small towns, it's dying. It's dying. So I mean, southern Minnesota, not so much because um, that land is ag land, right? But up north, it's just a dying breed. The, the small towns are just all, all the old downtowns and small towns. But, but tell Minnesota's me why they're dying. dying. Why are they dying? What's well, that very reason? No everybody that wants to do something comes down to the city it's all this migration because you got to wonder minnesota's population isn't booming right yeah so why are all these neighborhoods going up in places like lake elmo right it's because it's this flood to the cities by the younger generations no one wants the farms no one wants to do the but, farming but why that don't they want to farm well there's so many reasons for that but it could it's be over regulation i think that's it's i think that's a big component regulation yeah. that's exactly what it is it's over regulation We've got law enforcement officers coming onto a family deer farm, recording everything. I've had women in tears call me up and say, my farm was just inspected by the game wardens. I told them I don't want licensed officers on my property. And they're like, he came into my house, sat down at my kitchen table with his body camera running and said, I'm here to do an inspection. Totally violating our rights. People are walking away from Minnesota. My advice, I'm sorry, but if you're a young person and you want to start a business, for the love of God, don't do it in Minnesota. Don't. Mm -hmm. It's hostile. Head to South Dakota. Head somewhere else. Minnesota hostile small regulation. 
they're destroying family farms and this is evidence of it but it, but when scott jensen ran for governor i did a fundraiser for him in bemidji i worked my butt off for about a month and a half i brought 30 farmers in the room for scott for an hour meeting before we had the fundraiser now these farmers weren't deer farmers they were farmers from every walk of life i and i had one guy stood up and he said the dnr has ch choked out a coolie it's backed up on my property. I've lost 160 acres of my farmland that I'm not allowed to drain now. So the DNR chokes out the coulee and all of a sudden I can't clean it and now the, what I did farm as productive land is swamp mm -hmm. and I'm mad. Next guy, what's your problem? Uh, that we had an agreement with the state of Minnesota that we could as farmers hay state land when there's a drought. And now they're out there doing controlled burns on this. We don't have any hay for our cows. We can't get a permit to put our cows out on this state land because they'll damage it in some way, shape, or form. But when they started acquiring all the land, we had an agreement. We could, we could put cows out there. We went around the room, 30 farmers. It was nonstop. Another guy, I had to wait two years to turn on my well. I irrigate my corn and my wheat. I got to get a permit from the DNR and pay the DNR money for water out of the ground and I can't turn it on till they tell us to. Scott Jensen's in the room, Jim Schultz is in the room, we're sitting there. And, and, and he says, well how did you ever get your water turned on? I called him up and said, I'm going out there with a gun, I'm turning <laughs> on my pump, it's been two years, don't come out there. And Scott says, well what happened? The guy said, I, I turned on my well, nobody showed up, three weeks later, two years and three weeks later, my permit showed up in the mail. Mm. So we've got a DNR agency preventing farmers from getting water. It, it's just a nonstop assault on agriculture. So here we sit and we say, oh, Steve's Deer Farm's under attack. Really? It's not just Steve's Deer Farm. It's every aspect. They, they just allocated $198,000 to look for neonicotinoids. What in the world is that? It's a seed coating pesticide for every little seed that goes in the ground to protect it from bugs eating it. The Democrats said we need $200,000 worth of research to see how this is killing off whitetail fawns. And next year when they go back to legislative session and they have $200,000 worth of research that pesticides are bad, guess who they're, well, they're going to outlaw? Pesticides. Mm -hmm. But they need a big stack of papers and research that says, oh, we did our $200,000 worth of research, pesticides are bad, we got to outlaw them. Yeah. And who's under attack? How many farmers farm without using a pesticide? That's a rarity these days. It's coming in Minnesota, But that is an industry, the organic farmers. It is, I but I'm just them. saying, we're, <laughs> you, you, you can't provide enough food for Americans if we outlaw all pesticides. It'd be tough, yeah. It'd be no tough. I'm it. just saying, agriculture's under attack and people don't see it. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks, yeah. Steve, for coming on and making the big drive from northwestern Minnesota. You bet. Thanks for having me. All right, we got to talk about the RNC-Reagan debates. Jesse's going to like this. Well, first of all, Jesse's candidate's not even doing the debate. Now... I understand. I understand the politics of Trump not wanting to do the debate, right? Okay, it makes sense. But come on, for entertainment value, Trump, we need ya. I mean, we want to hear it. You know, little Marco, little Jeb, lying Ted Cruz. We want that. Bring it back. And I know I'm not the only one here. Apparently, all the Fox execs were just begging Trump to come on their debate. Mm -hmm. By the way, did you guys know it's tomorrow night? We'll probably, I think we're live streaming. Have we confirmed that we can live stream tomorrow, Dawson? I, what do you mean? Uh, you said fair? you had something going on uh, tomorrow night. Yeah. Epic CJ we good? says we could do it. Please go live a lot at the fair. Yeah, we're going to do what we so. can at the fair. But the fair doesn't start till Thursday. So we're actually going to be. Uh, Live streaming the debate tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. We're confirmed. All right, we're good. What time does that start? Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know. Eight?
Eight. You guys are the political junkies. You tell me. What's your hat, by the way? Uh, this is Perry Johnson. He's a candidate who qualified for the RNC Republican presidential debate. Mm-hmm. Uh, by every metric, you know, he qualified in the polls. He met the four, $40,000, or excuse me, 40000 donor minimum requirement, and yet he was excluded. The RNC announced yesterday, I believe, that they have their list of candidates, and Perry Johnson was excluded. Now, Perry Johnson is a... I'm not even like a supporter of his. No, tell but me, I feel obligated Perry Johnson? to. Go ahead. I feel obligated to support. Yes, go ahead. Tell us who mm-hmm. Perry Johnson um, is. He's a Michigan businessman who decided to run for president. The dude's like almost 70 years old, I think. Yeah, and 71. That's 71. young in this presidential election. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it is. Yeah, um, and he's a hardcore conservative. He's a fun guy. He's always got a smile on his face. Mm-hmm. He's kind of seen as this long shot candidate, but like he's gained a lot of traction. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's mostly a self-funded campaign, which you kind of like to see. He's not beholden to any special interests. Mm-hmm. Um, and not I like felt, the sanctimonious. Right, right, sure. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I'm probably not even voting for Perry, but I feel obligated Wait, to support probably him. Not. So there is a chance. there's a chance. There's okay. a chance. I mean, look, Ron- how does he earn the infamous William Beck, Mister Straight Laced Williams endorsement. If if Ronda Sanctimonious continues to tank, I might be looking elsewhere. Okay. I I, I still like Ron. I love Ron. I love Trump too, by the way. Um, th- there are. <laughs> Jesse's just, Jesse's really like, I don't believe him. Like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I, I bought this hat from him. He's a, mm-hmm. I thought he had a cool campaign. Hold on, cool tell us more design. about buying that hat from him. How does that? Well, work? so when he was trying to qualify for the debates, he did this crazy thing where he was selling campaign merch for a dollar. Mm-hmm. So you could get this high-quality hat. It's a, re- it's a really nice hat. Yeah, it's like a nice trucker hat. Uh, for a dollar, he did the same with his campaign T-shirts and yard signs. I know Jesse definitely took advantage of course, yeah. all those and, things. And here's the thing. Me and William, we can't agree on everything, but on Perry Johnson, we 100% agree. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Perry Johnson was rigged from these debates. Uh, you know, so uh, William was saying kind of what the uh, criteria was to get into the debate. Mm-hmm. So he had to first be constitutionally eligible. Check. Perry Johnson's constitutionally el- eligible. Number two. Does that mean he was born in the United right, States? Right. Born in the United Natural States, born. 35 years old, all the constitutional but, could, requirements. But if you're born in Kenya, you can't, you can't be president? Right. Can't okay. do that. Uh, <laughs> then you had to sign the Beat Biden Pledge. 100% Perry Johnson yeah. signed on to it. There's, uh, you know, picture proof of it. Uh, he signed on to it saying that he will support the Republican nominee regardless of who it is. Uh, he also polled at three percent, uh, at one percent in three polls, either nationally or statewide. And really, it's more than three polls. Uh, for my measurement, it's more like five or six polls that I've seen. Uh, but, but the RNC, that's the thing. Like, right. Even with the RNC's cherry-picked polls, he still met the requirements. That's right. Yep. And uh, he also had, like William said, 40,000 donors, mm-hmm. uh, 200 people from 20 different states. So this guy was creating a movement that was perimentum. perimentum. Perry Johnson, the quality guru, uh, is, you know, he's a fantastic candidate. He's a little bit goofy. He's a little bit out there, but there's nothing wrong with that. I think that, uh, you know, a guy who wants to self-fund his campaign, a guy who's willing to sell t-shirts and hats and books for a dollar uh just to spread his message his uh two cents plan where he wants to eliminate two percent across the budget across the board i think it's a great idea mm-hmm. i think two percent is just the starting point too so we can always cut more after that but uh william's right the rnc is totally cheating they're totally rigging the debates uh they had no clarification on the polling criteria or the methodology required uh so you know what the rnc should have done is they should have said 
these are uh, this is the methodology that we require for our polls to right. you know be to a certain standard so that we can make sure that it's a legitimate poll. That's all understandable, but they didn't do that. And who were they leaving all this work up to? The pollsters. It was Politico. Nobody was doing the work that Politico was doing. Politico was, uh, you know, analyzing this better than anybody else. They had a spreadsheet where they were, you know, going in depth into every single poll to make sure, you know, who's qualified. Is this a good poll? Will it count towards the RNC? And Politico was asking the RNC, are we doing the right thing? Is everything correct on our spreadsheet? Will you give us some updates? Will you tell us which polls you're including? The RNC wouldn't comment. The RNC didn't want to tell people uh, which candidates or which polls they were going to include in this debate. Uh, so the RNC, you know, hid this until the very last minute. It wasn't until yesterday when the RNC decided to put out this press release, basically saying that they weren't going to follow the rules that they set. These are the rules that the RNC set. They're not going to follow that. Uh, so, and, and by the way, uh, Perry Johnson's not the only candidate that was excluded. Right. Larry Elder supposedly met the, the threshold as well. Mm -hmm. Same, same with Francis Suarez and, Ryan Binkley, uh, Ryan, B another another cool outsider, Ryan Binkley. Mm -hmm. So who's also selling things for a dollar? This is <laughs> uh, who made the first debate: Governor Rhonda Sanctimonious, yep. Vivek Ramaswamy, Mike Pence, lame Mike Pence. Who? How does forty thousand donors given to that? Yeah, guy? I'm not sure. They're all Democrats. U.N. Ambassador <laughs> and tonal establishment hack Nikki Haley, mm -hmm. Senator Tim Scott, uh, Chris Christie Creams. Yeah. Uh, Bill Gates lover uh, Doug Burgum mm -hmm. and uh, Asa uh, Ada calls him Ada Hutchinson. Mm -hmm. Those are the wow. See, what I don't a, believe what a diverse range of opinions on that stage. No, there's mm -hmm. no way that a Asa Hutchinson made the debate and Perry Johnson didn't. Exactly. Nobody's asking for. Well, there is it. a this way because great. they just call the shots, right? Yeah, right, exactly. exactly. The RNC point. is completely cheating. This is you know. It's almost 100% the exact same situation as what the DNC did in uh, 2020. When you look at the 2020 debate rules, it's almost a carbon copy. And if anything, the DNC rules were even tougher, and that's why they were able to exclude uh, a good candidate named Mike Gravel. Jesse, uh, I have to pause you for a second. Tucker, give us a $5 rumble rant, and he said, question for Will, should I bring my life-size life -size Trump cutout to the fair? No, <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't have a life-size Trump, but at our fair booth, we will have Oh, I'm a sorry. Did you change your name? <laughs> wow. Go on. Did you? Sure. No, no, genuine <laughs> question. Did Go you? ahead. <laughs> it's about uh, time. So <laughs> it's about time he dishes it out. Sorry, That's I feel fair. like a jerk now. Oh, it's fair. No. <laughs> um, we have a, can I tell people? We have a Biden. Yes, obviously you can do whatever you want on this show, William. It's your show. I, I'm Wait, listen, here. the audience I'm glad you allowed me to breathe me. the air in this let's, room. Let's be honest, Jake. Uh, <laughs> we have a, a life-size cardboard cutout of Joe Biden uh, sniffing you if you stand in front of it so that we're gonna have that i'm not gonna tell you not to bring your cardboard cutout of trump uh see if you can make it through fair security first because i have a feeling they might not want you bringing that in mm -hmm. but do your best i kind of want to see them stop that'd you that'd be a great story in. exactly Rick, yeah well, we, we could we could right? yeah we'll, we'll we'll make it happen yeah tucker if you want if you want to bring that trump uh cutout i can meet you at the gate we'll get that thing in i i can i can work those Actually, state yeah, fair people like nobody else so i think we'll make it happen you guys are working to shift together yeah that's tucker right you, so yep oh well, yeah hold on uh but we have to act neutral in this whole thing uh jesse i mean we learned from the great david hand that 
we have to <laughs> have this perception of neutrality. We well, we're holding, you know, we're holding a straw poll. People are allowed to vote whichever well, way they want, plus, and nobody's booth, forced to take a picture with well, at Trump. Our booth, we allow you to have your opinion, right? That's so right. If you wear your MAGA hat, you can wear your MAGA hat. That's yep. fine. And I'm if they want to take a picture with that. with the Trump cutout with their, you know, thumbs down, they're allowed to do that I'd as well, I guess. I'd say the one thing so. that unifies our booth for sure is this, you know? Yep. We, uh, this, is, this is our shirt. We're, uh, That's a great the, design. Who well, did that? thank you. Uh, fans too, you know those hot days. It's gonna get hot, all did because it, of global warming, right? Did, did you design that, William? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Jake really went right around the the pitch I was trying to make, but that's yeah. that. Yeah, he did. Jake, <laughs> why? Yeah, because we saw your salesman's uh, skills last time. So what are you did. talking about? And you can own one of those shirts on for yourself if you stop by our state fair booth we will have them for sale why don't we do one not right for now? a dollar 25 dollar <laughs> rubble not for a dollar sadly should we do a 25 let's should we do a 20 with solid discount 20 yeah, rumble rant someone does 20 uh, if $20. someone donates their walls check uh right here in the rumble rant we will drive it to you wait what was that th- <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh what was the thing that we were doing the hundred the 260 dollar I think you get to come on the show. You know, we could do that tomorrow for the debate. If someone wants to donate 260 they can come watch the debate live with us. First of all, why did you fun. call it the Walls Check? You mean your money back to yeah. you? You called the, look at it. You just take well, it. Well, it's, it's not. No, it's the 260 It's like He's been Walls, walls Check is like Can we give a, this shirt $20 rumble rent? Is that okay? Is your shirt? Lisa, someone donates $25. Dr. Lisa says you can charge $5 for pictures with Trump or Biden. Good fundraiser. Mm-hmm. For a oh, $20 rumble rant, yeah. you get to wear the shirt that William wore once. Mm-hmm. We're doing, uh, we're not charging people for pictures. That's my clone with on it and everything. The Biden sniffer. <laughs> yeah. You can get the Biden sniffer there. If you want to get a shirt, $25. Fans for new signups, fans are free. Or if you sign up to be an elect, if you sign the petition or sign up to be an election judge, Correct. right? Yeah. Yep. Wisconsin a, too, Wisconsin residents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know if this. I don't think that we have time to make it happen this year. But next year, can if once we're like big and famous, can I? Uh, can I? Can we have some prints of movie poster stuff that we've made for thumbnails? This is a show? fantastic idea. Wouldn't I that be cool? This. Like you guys saw oh, the thumbnail thumbnails. for this video. Hmm. We need a bigger booth, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Rodeo says, hey, guys, you have a Biden cutout. You know what? It's a Biden sniffer cutout. That's the point. So you can mm-hmm. go up to Biden sniffing you. It's got the like the things. You guys have and, seen the yeah. picture of Biden sniffing the little kid at some yes. senator's inauguration. Or ladies. That's... He likes to sniff the ladies, too. Yeah. He's not only kids. Oh, kids. are Yeah. yeah. Kids are mm-hmm. ladies. Yes. Right. The two no genders. grown men. I've yep. never seen him sniff a grown man. <laughs> mm-hmm. so apparently he doesn't like that. I guess not. It's so awkward that the president of the United States Oh, let's bring this up. Let's go to the Maui stuff. Here, hold on. I, I still got more Perry Johnson stuff. I'm not ready to move on from <laughs> well, that know, yet. Know, you, I, you guys started going to the state fair. Just, uh, I want to say Perry Johnson and Larry Elder. I do not Elder. run the show. Right Clearly, it's not my <laughs> show anymore. But Perry Johnson and Larry Elder, they're both suing the art. Uh, <laughs> they're both. Act like you've been here before there, William. He just hit the, his head. Just, the Perry, look, Perry Johnson creating uh, catastrophes in the yeah. studio. He well, just hit his head on that light up there. It was hilarious. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Perry Johnson and Larry Elder are both suing, uh, you know, against the RNC for excluding them from the debate. This is uh, this is huge that they're, you know, suing them because they are unfairly excluded. And uh, Dawson, I sent you a link if you want to pull that up. It just shows the uh, uh, list of uh, qualifications and whatnot. Uh, scroll down a little bit. Oh, this is nice. Yeah. Scroll down a little bit more. So as you can see in that list right there, 
uh, you can see, you know, who's qualified, who's not. Uh, and as you can see with Perry Johnson, right, uh, right at the bottom there, you can see Perry Johnson scroll, scroll to the side scroll there. Up a little bit He's so we can checks see. every single box. Check. Yes. 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 And then is he going to the debate? No. Why is this going on? And, uh, you know, I think that a lot of these, uh, yep, right there, you can see Larry Johnson not invited to the debate, despite meeting all the criteria. And I think that's wrong. And also, I think that the uh, RNC is cheating and uh, not including real polls. Uh, they are, you know, saying that certain polls don't uh, matter, certain polls don't count. Uh, so they're excluding Perry Johnson, Larry Elder. Well, hold on. Uh, let's go back to this. Francis uh, Suarez. Let's and, go back uh, to that real quick. That, that is a nice graphic. But yeah. It doesn't say Elder. Because I read something, I think it was a press release by Elder today, mm -hmm. saying that he did qualify. This does not say he did. Right, exactly. So how are they keeping – oh, wait, what's the – oh, no, they got a no on the end of Perry Johnson. What's that say? Go to that Yeah, Well, that, right that's column. the part that says invited to the debate, no. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, go to the top of that column. So you're saying he wasn't even invited to the debate. Right, and that's the problem because he – and uh, Ronna Romney McDaniel was leading him astray the entire time. The RNC was calling him up and telling him, oh, yeah, let's uh, let's get a scheduled uh, time for you to do a walkthrough for the debate. You get a walkthrough. Your staff gets a walkthrough. Uh, you know, they gave him the pledge to sign. So everything looked like it was on the up and up. And then all of a sudden they decided, no, Perry Johnson, you're not going to qualify at the very last minute. Nothing you could do about it except now. Let to me try ask you this sue. question, Jesse. Is there a chance that we could book perry johnson on our show tomorrow night during our live well he's he's going to be in wisconsin so i don't know so he's gonna be uh, and i know you say every time chris christie or nikki haley speaks we could just have him do it yeah well uh, actually chris christie's not the worst debater he's the one that got mark no Rubio it's it's going to be interesting tomorrow but it'd be more interesting if perry johnson was there and i think it's uh i just think it's crazy and ryan binkley as well this pastor from texas uh, you know, for a guy from Texas that has no political experience that nobody knows that's able to get 40,000 people to donate to him, even though he's kind of a rhino, I still gave him a buck because I want a hat. Uh, so, you know, considering that and uh, that Perry Johnson was able to do it, uh, Francis Suarez was able to do it, and Larry Elder were able to do it, uh, you know, that alone is significant, and it shows that you have people who are interested in your campaign. We shouldn't be controlled by corporate polls, uh, especially ones that exclude the names. Perry Johnson wasn't even listed on most of these polls, and on top of that, he was still able to do it. But uh, on top of this, the RNC <laughs> has zero problem, no problem at all, inviting Mike Pence, Chris Christie, and Asa Hutchinson, asshole Hutchinson, because the three of them, they're falsely signing the Beat Biden pledge. They're claiming that they're going to support the Republican nominee, no matter who it is. Well, except for Trump. Except for Trump. They're not willing to do that. So they're claiming that they're signing this pledge. But really, it's it's all a scam. They're all lying. And they've even admitted it publicly. Chris Christie had said that he's taking the pledge about as seriously as Trump did in 2016. Well, Trump ain't even signing on to the pledge this time. So Trump is making it perfectly clear that he's not willing to support any of these uh any of these idiots that are up there. Okay, I got to ask you this question, and that—that's you brought that up to me earlier, and that's a great point. Because um, signing a pledge that they've already publicly stated they're not going to abide by, right. with the lead candidate, would they obviously want Trump on? Here, right? I mean, come on, Fox, and now they're debuting. I think also on Rumble or something like that mm -hmm. too. They want the ratings. Fox brings the or uh, Trump brings the ratings. Which he'll be on uh, Twitter X, I guess, tomorrow night with. Talkers yeah, they, they haven't said yet where it's going to be. Yeah, it's streamed. So it's, either it's Twitter X. or Rumble or True Social or well, something. Here's the deal: it's like if if Trump said, "I want to do the debate," 
would the RNC said no because you won't sign the pledge? Well, that's what they're claiming. That's what they're claiming that they say they do because they say that, you know, if he doesn't meet the criteria, then he wouldn't be invited. But at the same time, they're begging him to come on. Uh, so and also it just shows that the rules, you know, are strictly enforced against Perry Johnson and Larry Elder. But uh, Chris Christie uh, and Mike Pence and Asa Hutchinson, they get a slide on by, you know, and especially when we consider that most of these polls are fake anyway. You know, who believes that uh, Asa Hutchinson has one percent of anybody supporting right. him? Nobody. You know, more. I know more people that like Perry Johnson than like Asa Hutchinson. Well, just generically, because Asa Hutchinson has like no name ID. Mm-hmm. You hear Perry Johnson, Asa Hutchinson, people are going to say Perry Johnson. Right? Yeah. Matt Harry says, time to dump the RNC and not con- um, contribute slash donate. It'd be interesting to see who'd be left if all average Americans would stop. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people have stopped. Yeah. They get funded by big, wealthy donors. No, I agree. Hey, the, what was the, the deal with you hitting your head on the light? What, <laughs> did you? I assume you were going to come back in with a Coke or something. No, I said I was using the restroom. Oh, that's what you're doing. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I have you kind of a headache that from thing. that. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> no, I didn't even – it's still rocking, it looks I like. I know. But. I didn't nail that. I was <laughs> like, I think your Whoa. head might be because that looks very still. <laughs> you, I don't think you ever have, like, a graceful exit off of the set. I totally do. In fact, the audience doesn't know, but I probably get up, like, once every other show to use the restroom. No, they know. Drink. We pretty much make a big – and then uh, Dawson will show an empty chair every yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do have fun with that one. I do yeah. remember that one interview with Liz Collin. Like, I had to get up and, like, go around her, like, while <laughs> you had the camera on her. Yep. <laughs> yep. You guys were roasting me for that oh, one. Oh, it's just so unprofessional. But, yeah, just but to wrap show, up this so. debate Dang. thing here, I, I've I've called on Perry Johnson. I've called on Larry Elder. I've called on Ryan Binkley, and I've called on Francis Suarez to show up to the debate anyway. You qualified. You should be in that debate. And, uh, you know, if need be, get arrested because they belong on that stage while Mike Pence, Chris Christie, and Asa Hutchinson don't belong anywhere on that stage because they won't support the Republican nominee, especially if it's Trump. Wait, but Francis Suarez does belong on the stage? Yeah, Francis Suarez belongs on the stage 100%. Did he 100%. sign the pledge? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep, no, and he, he's committed the entire campaign. He said that he is going to support the Republican nominee. Oh, so it's So it's, uh, it's in his rhetoric, it's in his actions, and... Uh, this Considering what, that these are the requirements, and I don't even necessarily agree with the pledge requirement, but if that is a requirement, uh, then that means that Asa Hutchinson, Chris Christie, and Mike Pence should be disqualified. This is what bugs me from an entertainment perspective. Mike Pence. What is Mike Pence going to tell us that's yeah. going to be important? Right. And I asked You our, lost uh, me there. Yeah. Uh, Asa yeah, Hutchinson, no. not interesting. Yeah. Uh, Nikki Haley, not interesting. Mm-hmm. Tim Scott, not interesting. You're not going to learn something from a Doug senator. Burden, not that, interesting. That was actually Chris Christie's brilliance in the debates in 2016, just finding the senators just the remote robotic responses, right? Mm-hmm. Chris Robot Christie, reveal. I'll give you, brings a little bit of sizzle, especially if Trump was on the stage, would be good entertainment. Vivek, interesting. DeSantis, you better bring something because you're the one alternative, it seems, mm-hmm. right now to this. And I love the fact Doug Burgum's on stage. I wish <laughs> Trump was there. Someone's got to take him on for his love affair with uh, Bill Gates. Oh, yeah. Doubt anyone on stage is going to do it. Mike Vivek Pence is probably might. You never know. Well, but, let's hold. Uh, but yeah, th- that's the thing. That's why you bring up Perry Johnson on, because <laughs> then you got someone taking some risks. Because yeah. that's all they got is they got to take. Like, Mike Pence has no shot, right? Mm-hmm. But nowhere in Mike Pence's calculation is, I'm going to take some risks, right? Yeah. He's like the Paul Gazelka of the of That's the presidential election, right? Putting it, yeah. Yeah. Like you're, you're, this is not your day in politics. You're boring. No one's going to, 
No one's going to pay attention. You're not going to mm-hmm. take the risk. Perry Johnson's going to take the risk. Yep. No one knows who he is. He's got nothing but upwards to mm-hmm. go. Well, Larry Elder, he's claiming that. And Larry know, Elder, too. Sorry. Uh, Larry Elder is claiming. And also, Larry Elder just had a standout performance on The Breakfast Club. He put these people in their place and spanked them. I loved what Larry Elder did, and I thought it was awesome. And, uh, you know, he accused the RNC of rigging these debates for DeSantis. That's certainly what it feels like. It seems like they don't want, you know, other people in the race. It seems like they want to, you know, narrow it down. And I don't know if you had seen the Fox News power rankings, which, uh, you know, says DeSantis and Tim Scott are top contenders while Vivek is just, you know, down in the fray. Vivek is doing better than both of them. And so, you know, That's these fake true. Fox News things, you think you think DeSantis is doing better than Vivek? Uh, so you're referring to one poll where... No, it's not a poll. Fa- Fox News is making a fake poll. They're just saying these are our power rankings. Right, not but based when you, on polls, no, just so what, what they're thinking. What you're saying is that Vivek is doing better than the DeSantis. Mm-hmm. And though he's surging, he's not doing better. DeSantis still polls better in all the swing states. Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, he's still it's, polling it's close, better nationally. But, you know, from what I'm polls. seeing, it seems like you know Vivek is at least you know. And I like closing Vivek, closing the way, gap between third on. and second. Brad says I have little desire to watch this debate. I want to know what you guys think because we're going to live stream this debate. And by the way, I think you guys can trust us at this point to know what's good and entertaining, which is probably going to be very little, and what needs to be clowned and called out. And that will be majority of our show. So, yep. by the way, uh, if you don't really care to watch the debate, tell us if you do. But that's our plan tomorrow is to basically clown these people. So what you got, guys got to do real mm-hmm. quick right now is okay. go to our Rumble page, and then you got to click that little notification bell right next to the follow mm-hmm. button. If, you, if it's still a follow button, it, you should be following us by now. Uh, then you'll get notified when we go live tomorrow night. You're not going to want to miss it because you know it's, it's those fun late-night shows that I always have fun with, and it seems like you guys do too. It so. looks like it's 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern. So yeah. we'll be live probably 7.50-ish, something like that. Yeah, sounds good. Right. Yeah, well, and all, just also, they're obviously rigging these debates for DeSantis because if they if they weren't rigging it, they'd have Francis Suarez up there because Francis Suarez, there's a reason that they don't want him in the debate because he would end Ron Tonimo Bay's career. <laughs> he would end it. I'm sorry. Francis Suarez would take him out. From the knees, and DeSantis. I can't would, get over you know, the DeSantis fact. is going to be the first guy ever. He's going to be center stage for a debate, and then he's going to be off the stage next week. He's so going to be done. You guys he's are hearing it here first. Jesse is defending lockdown mask mandate. Francis. Suarez. No, I'm not. I'm saying that he's yes, going you. to destroy DeSantis if he was on that debate stage you're because he's a better talker. Paint him in such a positive uh, light. I'm sorry, though. William. I think you're putting words in his mouth. You always That's do right. This. That's typical, William. Yep. Listen, people that are typical still not William. interested. Base Minnesota says, please incorporate some kind of drinking game for tomorrow night. I think make it interesting. Tucker says, no wild card, going to be a boring debate. Well, we're 100% going to do that. But make it a watch drinking game. Yeah, he'll watch Truth Hurts for the entertainment. You know what? Value. Hey, Tucker, will you take the night off work if we do your uh, your special beer? I forget the name of the beer he likes. Hoffstein. Hauenstein. Yeah. If okay, we can we'll pick do, up we'll some do of that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Still got that bourbon from the last live stream or whatever drinking game we had to do. Oh, Ada Harry says it helps if you have the Rumble app installed on your phone. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Sure does. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, maybe they could do Rumble Rats to have us take shots. Gosh. Yes. Uh, this no, is a great no, idea. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'll cover the Uber right home. <laughs> um, For somebody, somebody in the comments said that I am quiet oh, yeah, because sorry, I'm hungover. No. No, I'm conserving energy for today's upper body day. It's going to be insane. I'm psyched. You can check that off your uh, bingo card for uh, Dawson bringing up working out during the show. <laughs> he I'm sounds on, like he's ready to go lift, right? Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm just I'm on I'm a, just doing this. I'm know. on a shred right now. I have, I'm super Oh, you're on a shred. That's why you had canes for lunch? Yeah. 
just the wings or not wings i eat chicken for three meals a day i'm i'm gonna be a chicken soon (laughs) where's the show going at this point i don't get it and yet our audience spikes unbelievable uh jesse you're very passionate about this thing um so where do we go from here? I mean, if Perry Johnson's not on this stage, is there any shot that he gets on another stage? Is this done? Well, the, the second uh, the second debate criteria is uh, basically the same, except now it's going to require even more polls. So Perry Johnson has to hit one percent in three more polls now if he wants to make it to the and next 50, one. Fifty thousand uh, dollars. So what I've done, you know, what, what I want to see happen is, like I said, Perry Johnson go and get arrested. At the debate stage, there's room for more than one political prisoner in this primary. And, uh, you know, what I did was I emailed our RNC committeeman, uh, Alex Asrash, uh, which I can, uh, I can, you know, rhino committeeman, Alex Asrash. I think that's how you say his last name. Uh, what is it? What is his name? Pletch Ash. Pletch Ash? <laughs> but, uh, Asrash. Uh, so I emailed him. No response yet, unfortunately, but... You know, I, I asked him if he what if thinks, he comes back and he's totally on your side. What he's he's that's the thing. He's not. You know, he supports these debate rules. He's always said it. He, he's on the debate committee. He he's a never Trumper. I've had a run in with him before. I've never actually no met need, the guy, so I can't say. I don't yeah, know anything you, about you, the guy. Yeah, you guys wouldn't want to. Uh, so, you know, I sent him an email basically just saying what I've said here today that. You know, how dare the RNC exclude these candidates, but you guys are including these Rhino 3. Take out the Rhino 3, take out Asa, take out Chris uh, Christie, and take out uh, Mike Pence, and then in- insert the people who actually qualified for the debate. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what he comes at me with. Uh, not, I don't have a whole lot of hope for Asrash, but I... I I hope that he does the right thing. I hope that he's going to, you know, represent the Patriots of Minnesota in the RNC. That's, we'll we'll see. I just can't get over that gutsy name. That's just <laughs> that's that's intense. Good job. Have you met <laughs> Jesse before? No. Nice to meet you. Yeah. yeah. I see you're a fellow Pe- Perry Johnson. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> One dollar donation goes a long yeah. way. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Sleepy Joe, we got to talk about this. Are we good? Jesse, we're good. I, I was going go to Sleepy Joe. It. I was going to come back to you, by the way, but uh, Sleepy Joe is basically guilted in going going to Maui, going to Hawaii. This reminds me, you guys were very young at the point time, but uh, Katrina, two thousand five, and Bush, W. Bush, was kind of forced to have to go to Nolens, and uh, there's this infamous photo of him looking down from Air Force One at the ruins. It looked bad, looked like he didn't care, right? Uh, the left-wing talking points is it's just, you know, poor black people. And so they're, uh, it's just not his demographic, and that's why he didn't do it. So what's really interesting about this Biden thing, and we talked about this a little bit in the last program, is like this is just teed up for Biden to just do so well. Like this Maui thing, like, hey, it's global warming. we got to fight this climate change and all that kind of stuff, and it's Democrat base, and it just seems like it's laid on a red carpet for him to just do normal leadership, mm-hmm. right? We know he can do it to some degree. He's done it before, but he can't be bothered for a comment. That was the infamous video we showed you last week. Mm-hmm. He couldn't be bothered for a comment on Maui. So he's finally guilty of going to Maui. And this is what he does. He goes and he speaks. This is him speaking. Now, mind you, these are probably people in the room that have lost everything. The death toll right now is over hundreds. It's probably going to be close to 400 some people, right? 
There's a thousand people still missing. This thing is devastating fire. Um, I feel I just don't feel like this is so intimate to us because Hawaii is this far distant island. If this was happening, you know, let's say in North Dakota or Montana, we would be a little bit more intimate to it. But this is Americans here, right? So we're talking about up to 400 people possibly that have died from this. And this is what Joe Biden says to this crowd of people. Listen to this. I don't want to compare difficulties, but we have a little sense, Jill and I, what it's like to lose a home. Years ago, now 15 years ago, I was in Washington doing Meet the Press. It was a sunny Sunday. And lightning struck at home on a little lake. It's outside of our home, not a lake, a big pond. And hit a wire and came up underneath our home into the heating ducts, the air conditioning ducts. To make a long story short, I almost lost my wife, my 67 Corvette. <laughs> no. But all kidding aside, I watched the firefighters. I hadn't seen that one. Oh yeah. My. You want to say tone deaf? I almost lost my 67 my Corvette. 67 Corvette. My oh, cat. My, <laughs> my, oh, we all feel so bad for you, your Jeez. 67 Corvette. By the well, way, it turns out you guys looked little, into this story at all? Yeah, the, it's just the, a little uh, yeah, kitchen fire. Right, that they say, you know, was ended in 20 minutes. Yes. Oh <laughs> so, gosh. you know, this this is a fire that was put out in 20 minutes. You know, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Joe Biden's just like, you know, he he's not there mentally. He's kind of just going into the back of his brain for like, little memories of fire to you know try and relate with these people but i think i have this right it's this, not looking good i think i have this right jesse this is in the evening okay mm. now hawaii is five hours plus from california so we mm. were talking about like seven seven to eight hours longer i might be off on that something like that it's at least five hours more than east coast it's probably closer to seven or eight hours okay and so he's he's in east coast time what's he doing speaking this guy can't barely stay awake which I'll prove to you right now. Let's play this video. This is him apparently when he's not on stage and he's back in the audience. Now, if it was just any random 80-year-old, we wouldn't think much of it because you're on, you're way past your bedtime. But this is the President of the United States flying in there to lead people who are in great need and in, in, in one of the worst disasters, natural disasters in this country in a long time, I would think. And this is what he's doing in the audience. Watch this. Sorry, it's... Is it taking a while to he's shedding, shedding buckets of tears. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Here we go. This is, uh, this is Joe Biden. We are a community that relies on family. On Ooh, that deep breathing, too. Whether he's by almost out, right? He took off the lay. That's interesting. But like many others, Look at that. my son's home burned down. Oh, coming back to it. My All right, there we go. I'm back. <laughs> I mean, like, Miami it's unbelievable. This is the guy. And honestly, we know the Democrats are morally bankrupt these days. That is without a doubt. They literally believe in Minnesota you can kill a baby that's already born from a botched abortion. They said that baby can be laid to uh, – no care can be given. That baby could die, right? We know they – so we know they're morally corrupt there. We know they're morally corrupt when it comes to uh, transgender surgeries, right? Gender, they call it gender affirming, but basically genital mutilation or hormone treatment. So we know they're morally bankrupt. 
We still thought that they at least had some kind of brilliance when it comes to electoral politics. And this is the guy? This is the guy they want to get behind? This doesn't make sense. This plays terrible. Now, I know the media is helping them out. And, of course, alternate media like us are going to show you these videos. But eventually, it's going to get out. This guy's falling asleep. He's not in touch with these people. He was guilted two weeks later to go to Maui. This is the guy they want for president of the United States. I think it's funny, Jesse. I hear people say this all the time. Trump's not going to win. This is why This is why the Democrats are putting Biden, because they think Biden can beat Trump. I'm like, I don't think that's going to happen. I think Trump's going to clean his clock. Yeah. This is going to get out, and people are going to see the problem with Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. And, well, and, you know, especially like, you know, they say that a natural disaster is a tough time to be president. I kind of disagree. It seems pretty, pretty simple. You got to go there, give a good speech, make sure the people are taken care of, make sure that you're cutting deals to, you know, get the supplies that's needed, make sure that uh, you're cutting some of the red tape and the bureaucracy to make sure the people are taken care of. Uh, and, you know, it gives you something to do. It gives you some purpose as president. And it seems like, you know, one of the most basic, easy things to do. Uh, obviously, it's complicated. Nothing's easy. But. Uh, just strategically, it seems like a very simple, easy thing that, uh, you know, there's a playbook to play, and I'm shocked that Joe Biden can't figure out how to play it because maybe he's just too sleepy. But <laughs> there, he's having some problem playing the, the playbook of just take care of the people, do the right thing, say the right words, and uh, make sure that the supplies are getting where they need to be. And especially when we look at, you know, all the allegations, I mean, there's, I don't have evidence suggesting that, you know, it's direct energy weapons, but it certainly seems odd. It certainly seems weird. I think that, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked at all if I find out that uh, this was a planned thing, or even if it's not planned, the Democrats and the, you know, evil people in charge of the globalists, they're taking advantage of it. So a lot of people is... say our, um, our video is, like, glitching a little bit. I don't know if that's oh. something we can change. Mm-hmm. Must be something on but Rumble's end. It is. We're fine. Well, we're almost done with the show. And yeah, what do you what do you want? To oh, there, I don't know if you guys have read this, but so like the police chief for the city of Maui or the county, or however that works. It looks like we got a rumble rant. Oh yeah, for, for shots, shots tomorrow. tomorrow night. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> you need to do- triple that. Um, <laughs> if we go to Applebee's for shots, I bet they give them out pretty cheap. <laughs> Applebee's for shots. What are you doing? It's right down the road. <laughs> um, so, five bucks would be crazy. Oh my God. <laughs> that, that, that would be um, the police chief from Maui. Supposedly, he made the decision not to sound the alarms that, you know, they have for natural yeah. disasters. Um, and he stood by his decision because he believes that people would go to the wrong places. Because usually that's for like earthquakes or floods. So there'd be or I guess it'd be for floods. So you go to like higher places. Oh, like tsunamis. well, that does mm. make sense. But no. Uh. No, but no. it's under the criteria for why you sound the alarms, like fires, forest fires, are in that category. And he stood by his decision. Yeah, but hold on. Okay, let, our job here is to go through the fake news. That actually makes sense to me. Because the to alarm me. doesn't do anything but alert you to something being well, wrong. Right, because people didn't know what was going on. So what? What you sound the alarm, I don't, I don't know. That's why I'm asking this question, mm-hmm. but... Yes, I think in that era it's for probably typhoon or not typhoons, um, tsunami, tsunamis, and it will probably tsunami. Well, I guess volcano, volcanic activity would probably be yeah. another you one. know. But also, I mean, let, let's be honest. There's technology out there. They send out an amber alert anytime there's a missing kid. They could send out something similar yeah. that says, yeah. "Hey, there's a fire going on." Right. Well, they so, did that with the inbound missile. Do you remember that yeah. story? The person pressed the wrong yeah. button. They're mm. just 
itching to press the button, and, but not in this Okay, case. but not I'm just wondering fires. if there's something to that story. You know what I mean? Like, well, he he resigned due to health reasons recently. So, <laughs> oh, I thought it was because oh, well, he Maybe said it's because know. of health reasons. He said it's health. Yeah. Wow. But we well, come on, we all know. Yeah, we all know. <laughs> all right, I, I have to look at this here. Maui police, no stranger to strategy. Maui oh, did Tulsi did Tulsi comment on that? I'm, I'm reading Tulsi Gabbard called BS on that will. Says Tucker. Hmm. On the the police chief thing. Yeah, I guess that's what he's saying. <laughs> Not entirely sure. Well, we were going somewhere, but why is Brad giving Shots fifteen dollars for Bridget? For wow, Bridget? thanks because I told him he needed to triple it. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> oh, I thought he meant like he wanted you to drink. <laughs> no, I'm. After, after all those, you plus all the shame after all those Irish trips. No stranger to tragedy. <laughs> Maui police chief John Peltier led response to 2017. Oh, that's the massacre. Um, let me see. Well, I don't want to do a live fact checking on this. And I'm not just going to take Tulsi Gabbard's response. She's, <laughs> you know, she's a crazy Democrat. Really quick. Where, where, um, Where's our booth again? Where's that going to be located? Oh, great point. Um, how do I explain this? Across near walls' is booth. Or near walls. Booth. Although near it walls? wasn't going up, so I'm afraid yeah. he's not going to do this. It's on the same road we were at last year, but instead of taking a right, big, you take a left. And that big old like area that you can go in and get food, food and drinks. Food court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the mouse trap. Yeah, it's mouse right trap. That's the cheese right curd there. place. You yeah. just go out mm-hmm. from the best cheese curd place, the mouse trap, and that's where we're at. You know, we're by the old mill. What do they call that? The sweet old mill or whatever that is. Ye old mill, I think it's what it's called. Mm-hmm. So the we can see when we look out the back diagonally, we can see the GOP booth, which is going to be hilarious. Oh, yeah. wow. In the uh, DFL booth, I think, right? No, you can't. DFL is by the front. Mm-hmm. Can't see I thought you could see it from like a particular angle. <laughs> Not really. There'd be no. too many buildings in the way. Uh, the ballpark cafe right there. We're in a really good spot, okay? Just going to mm-hmm. say. You know, a lot of people say we got a good spot. Okay, yeah. coffee so. place behind us is conservative too. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever their names are, but you know, Anchor Coffee. Anchor yeah. Coffee. Yeah, you know, support them too. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Let's give a shout out that it's Anchor Coffee. It's right behind our booth. I think you're looking at uh, ice coffee, by the way, because hopefully, geez, it's gonna be, be like a hundred degrees. You Anchor see if Coffee. Us. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll give them a free shout because they were super cool, and then the Farm Bureau. Uh, workers were all like, "Yeah, you know." So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're getting a lot of love. We always do at the same. Fair hasn't even started. More to get. What's the love. one donut donut place not to buy from? Tom Thumbs or Tom 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 Tom. Tom, Tom no, Tom no, Tom that's you talking about the one that donates to Democrats. Yeah. yeah. No, that's not Tom Thumb. There's it's one not? by Is the that fake news. There's one. That oh, is Tom like Thumb the one that likes us? They were given. Someone was giving well, us Tom free Thumb was like a chain. Ago. So that's not. Well, okay. Forget what it is. We better we should, get this accurate. We should get so that out there disregard too. what I just said, because that's right. One of them was like giving some free donuts to our people. It's uh, over awesome. by the grandstand. Is the bad one? It's like a okay. smaller booth. Mm. But it gets a lot of traffic. I don't know what it is. Don't get your donuts. There. What uh? What other comments we got? And then we got to sign off. Uh, James Robert says, "Looking forward to seeing you guys at the fair." Thank you. What are your guys' state fair staples to eat? Uh, that's a great question. The cheese um, that are right out front. Yeah, Sweet Martha's. Kids. Come on. Sweet Martha's. Sweet Martha's is all Ooh, yours. Ooh, the pickles, the deep fried pickles are amazing. There's I've a new, there's the a big pickles. new shed kind of on the north end of, of deep fried pickles. Yeah, it's Yay. huge. Looks like a Sweet Martha's oh, yeah. building. Yeah. I'm uh, really excited. How about you, Jesse? You haven't done as many fairs as us. Yeah, uh, fried green tomatoes. That's the thing that's popping in my mind that I like. So I'd go with that. There's so I'm a every year I got to do the foot long corn dog. Mm. The what is it called? They're out of Delano. 
They got a stand on Underwood. They got two stands on Underwood. Oh, I can't remember the name. Is of it like it. the drive-in in Delano? Are you, is that what you're talking about? No, it's based out Delano. I see on their trailer. Okay. You and Brad both. He likes the corn dogs. Yeah, and mustard. Yeah, and I don't remember the name. I really feel bad because they're really good. That's the best corn dog there. We'll give them a shout a out. A lot of people like the Pronto Thursday. Pups. I'm not as big on the Pronto Pups. Mm-hmm. It's not hard to find a Pronto Pup there. And oh. then mousetrap cheese curds. Mousetrap cheese. By the curds. way, if you go to O'Gara's, uh, which is awesome. O'Gara's doesn't even exist in St. Paul. They're probably sick of that boondoggle but they have they have both a restaurant in the airport and then they got the restaurant right when you come in the front gate they make like some kind of pretzel battered cheese curds Ooh, it's worth that ha- it's worth good. having that sounds good but mousetrap that's like the big cheese curd you place. gotta shout out the uh, men's club too yes yeah. i'm i appreciate you know we should have done a whole show oh, on the gosh. state fair how to do yeah. the state fair yeah. yeah so the men's club which seems to be more conservative type people um not a political group it's the cheapest beers. It's the cheapest burgers. What do we pay? Like four bucks a burger? Yeah, I think they're or five. Yeah, four or five bucks. And yeah, well, that's like a the, double. The beer on tap. Yeah, it's all cheap. It's real cheap and quick. All mm-hmm. done by volunteers. Yeah, they're awesome. Great group. Yeah. God, we could go on and on about this. Any other comments here? Uh, Rodeo Fifty Five said, "Oh, where'd it go? I just had it." Something about he loves the show, um, but then he kind of walked it back once Joe Biden was on the show. T. Wall says roasted corn. That's a, that's another staple there. Yeah. You got to have roasted corn once a year. That's we are going to be live from the fair, by the way. We are going to do live from the fair. Yes. We got to so end the show. All you guys show up. Yes. Okay. Well, Thursday, I'll be in studio, but we'll be doing a live feed from the fair. I think both of us are going to be at the fair. At you that both point, will right? be at the fair. Yeah. And we could bring people live on the show. I'll be in studio with Mort. More and I will be here. So Tucker wants to know if you should bring um, bring us a case of Houndstein. Houndstein Ooh. with the Trump cutout. There you go. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> you have to you bring... smuggle it through the yeah. metal yeah. detectors, which is very easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he made it sound so daunting. <laughs> <laughs> we had such a good show, and then you had to go say something like that, Bridget. Now we're going to get thrown out of the fair for telling people to smuggle in. I, I didn't say Action for Liberty was. <laughs> oh, yeah. We definitely, yeah. She does not condone that behavior. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, so you learned some other things over there in Ireland, right? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back on Thursday. Mort will be joining us. We'll be live at the fair. So much fun. So much fun to be had. Come get your Dump Biden shirts and Dump Biden fans. Take care. God bless. That's my bad. Sorry oh, man, about that, guys. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a freaking ogre or something. <laughs> That's what shows every time.